0: Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to World of 20 Podcast. You know who it is. It is your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Dragon's Demand Run-Through. Well, for those of you following along at home, you will notice that this is another one of our episodes where we produce audio only. And really, I think the only people that will notice this will be those fellow Slingers that follow the show on YouTube and get the visual aspect of what we're doing. But every once in a while, once in that blue moon, once in that Luna de Cachitore, Hunter's Moon from Alien vs. Predator, we find ourselves where the streamlined version of what we put out really doesn't mesh very well with a a decent listening experience. And the result is I've got to go in and edit it. And if you're watching it on YouTube, like I said, it's the only platform where we have the visual aspects of it. It would just look janky. You would see somebody looking in one direction, and then uh, half a second later, you'll, they'll be doing something else. And I think any type of, a, of an editing experience, you would see that because it's not seamless. But I'm digressing, That's this episode isn't about editing and all the other stuff, but what it is about as far as the intro is concerned, is how we play the game and our understanding of the rules. And just because some things sound cool to do in combat, or other situations, mechanically, as the rules are written, they just don't exist. And if every time we come across such a situation, if we just make an in the moment judgment, then if there are rules for that situation, and we just ignore them, then are we really playing the game? Well, yes and no. We're playing our version of our game, but we're really not playing the game as intended. Sure. It'd be cool to have advantage on a deck save versus a dragon's fire breath if you just came out of a walk-in freezer. But there is no precedence for that situation, and to make that ruling is just a broken decision. To me, this is a game, and a damn fun game. But if all we're doing is trying to win at this game, which should not be the goal, by the way. I know, it's strange not to think about winning at a game, but we should be trying to have the best experience we have with the game, within the confines of the rules as written. And I, you know, I, I screw up all the time. As a DM, sure, as a player, you bet. Uh, especially when you're trying to make a, a decision and you have four other players and and some people are trying to figure out what their, what their mechanics are and they wanna know how they'll work in a particular situation that you're putting together or you're running a monster and you're wondering if what they're doing is actually a, a feasibility I don't know if that's a word. Um, If that monster can actually do what it's doing without suffering a repercussion, who knows? And then in those moments, you actually do put together a a snap decision. Make a, a dice roll. Roll against somebody else's D20 if they think it should be done a different way. And then look it up on the back end. That's what I always say. Keep the show going forward. And unfortunately, in an instance like this... I actually had to go and do a heavy edit, which is why we're getting audio only. But you know what? I'd be curious to know what all of your thoughts are on on how we play the game. Rules as written versus uh, the rule of fun. Let me know right into the show at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com. Inquire on any one of our social media footprints. Hell, even go ahead and drop a comment on our YouTube channel at rollthehard 20 Or leave a comment on any one of our podcast apps that we have the show on. As long as you leave us a five-star rating and review, that I'm coming to your house. I'll pull those five stars out of your... Well, I can't do that. Anyways, let's just warm up our dice and top off our glasses. World Heart 20 podcast presents Episode 59 of our Dragon's Demand Run-Through. No more jibba-jabba. done no more cats but uh I mean we got Luna and then for us moving out here to Florida Brandy agreed to get Alia another cat which this cat is just bad crazy but it's the one I love and then I don't know <laughs> somewhere down the line we we thought it'd be a good idea to do because all the cats were mellow at this point and enjoying each other we thought it'd be a good idea to throw something into the mix yeah and really Fuck with the dynamics so
1: think things were going nicely yeah they were how I many think, I have that.
2: i think radkey's uh all about the copper right now
1: i was waving at you oh is it oh
2: well hello hi warren you're gonna have to get off
0: so yeah uh, i was asked by the proprietor of warren belham if you guys were still at level four and yes you are and uh he said well I can't wait to be level five. And I said, I can't wait for you guys to be level five. And he said, oh, you're going to regret it or something like that. I said, no, you're (laughs) going to regret it. And let me explain. Because I think I said this before. At this point, you guys are now... Imagine they they built this roller coaster. And they only thought of the downhill aspect of this. And didn't Mm -hmm. even worry about stopping this thing. So... (laughs) We'll get um, to that point. <laughs> like, like, it just ends in a big pile of broken rubble and glass and the last cart that went down this way without stopping properly. What's the height limit on this roller coaster? I don't know if I'm, you know, of age limit. I need an adult. <laughs> you get on the buddy side. Hey, do they take a picture though on the way down so you can like do like a funny face or but something? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, it's right before you realize the, that the train. Depending on you know how anywhere. far we get this evening, because we're only going to be doing it for one hour. Um, you may or may not level up by the end of this so let's go beat up some like townspeople i totally agree i can agree more so let's just kick this shit off eh
3: hey,
0: Hoser. Hoser. Hey. let's get hey. some maple syrup huh? sound like one of those furbies hey. anybody looking forward to something cool <laughs> at level five eh <laughs> greetings yes. fellow slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast it is uh your trusted gm brian and with me the hard slingers
1: yeah. yeah
0: episode 59 of our dragons demand run through so you guys have just finished off the auction you have met a teperax who basically made his demands what were his demands he wanted seven hundred and seventy-six thousand gold pieces within 48 hours to be delivered to the abandoned garrison of saint Kyrixus, which is to the east i don't know if you guys knew where it was at yet uh, he also demanded four special tomes including a fifth tome known as bonus for anybody who knows secrets of dreaming dark remember that At which yes. point after he flew away and blipped out Warren you noticed that for some reason that did not sound like any type of magic you had ever heard in your life Sound mm-hmm. like a bunch of gibberish a little gnome female walked up to you, introduced her same, herself as Bassy, and said that we'd best be killing that dragon or something of the such. Uh, and she mentioned that you guys were all going to be meeting back at the Baroness's Manor. By the way, I, I think I forgot to mention also that several people died during that last auction from the flame drake including the Baroness's son, Arnold, as well as a few Oh, other.
2: I didn't know that Arnold wasn't Yes,
0: he has met his demise. Oh no, poor Arnold. But, <laughs> so uh, I remember that Heinrich had taken the Baroness back to her manor. Several of the reputable townsfolks followed her, like Bacchus, uh, Swirlo Greyhands, uh, Lazara Dadagian, who owned the stable as well as a few other people including Sheriff ben and it was uh Bassy who remained behind with you basically saying well you know why don't we just kill it and uh I'm trying to find my Irish accent oh look at there me lucky charms why don't we just kill the dragon well we best be getting back to the Baroness's mana and find out what she has in store for us
2: yes this what she has in store for us.
0: Well, whatever whatever plan the rest of the, the town's magistrate may be having as far as dealing with this Tepperaxe or whatever it was we just have seen. Agreed. So she starts leading. She doesn't even wait. She leads you guys out of the Belheim Belhame Commons, which was the auction house area, and just takes you s- straight through to the Baroness's manor. She knocks on the door and you see Heinrich answers the door and looks at the four, the five of you and says, please come inside. I must tell you right now that the Baroness, she is not in very good shape. Please try not to agitate her any further and try to keep your weapons holstered. We don't want another incident like last time that we had with your other comrade. Where is the other one, the little one? What is his name, Stabby? He's
2: no longer with us.
0: Oh, you, the, the well-oiled man in the back, I'm going to need you to speak up a little more. I can't hear you very well.
2: I am rolling inside on this guy.
0: <laughs> Dempsey, you're going to need to have to speak up a little bit more. I can't hear you very well.
2: Can you hear me now?
0: Thank you very you much. All right. Warren, you said you wanted to roll
2: insight? Yes, I got a three.
0: Three? He seems sincere. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if
0: only you had an archive you could refer to. Mm-hmm. Well, come inside, please. And you see a little Bassie. She just trounces right through, goes right past him and right into the, uh, past the, the foyer and into the, uh, the Baroness's parlor, where she originally met with you guys. Right. Dempsey takes a minute and actually takes his like buddy boots off. And uh, he, you know, sees um, Heinrich and he's just like, Oh, grandpa, how how are they treating you? They're working you too hard. Look, any other time I'd be more than happy to have trade words with you. But please, the Baroness, she is very sad about the loss of her son, Arnold in you and I could have this discussion at a later time. He's like, oh, good, please, man. Out of respect for the Baroness, just come inside. And he just curtly starts walking towards the parlor himself. And you see, everybody's a lot of people are kind of gathered in a semicircle around the Baroness. And she just completely looks distraught, totally out of it. And you really can't blame her. I mean, she lost. Her only son and heir, Arnold. Um, you see the sheriff; he's there. The local stabler, the jo- the Dodgians there. And you see another woman. She she appears lithe in an all red. Her hair's kind of her blonde hair is done up in a real tight bun in back of her. And you see Bassy walks up. You see Bacchus looks at the four of you and gives you a curt nod. And you see Swirlo, gray Hands. he's just kind of off in the corner, mostly looking to see if there's anything in one of the liqueur bottles that he might be able to <laughs> swill, you know? And you uh, you hear the Baroness begin to, as you know, she's talking to the group, she says, you know, Apothevenia, under the circumstances, if Belheim were to pull its resources together, could we meet this dragon's demand? And the woman looks and says, I'm sorry, Baroness, but the, uh, the town would fall short of, uh, just under 20,000 of what we owe, what we have right now. Even if we were to liquidate every business and asset in town, we'd still only be able to raise an additional 25. And the Baroness, she, she doesn't look surprised and she adds much to, to the candor of everybody else in the room. She says, even with my contributions, We'd fall well short of the number a Tepperex demanded. I, I just don't have that kind of resources. It's certainly not at my disposal. Does anyone have any suggestions? I'm not really liquid right now. Mm-hmm. And you hear the sheriff, he kind of
2: <clears throat>
0: kind of clears his throat from the back and says, well, we should I should never let that bastard home clay into the town to begin with. You hear Swirlo say, kind of speak up in the background, you know, perhaps one of the neighboring towns could be of assistance. And... Oh, who? Who would you ask, Swirlo? All the towns who came to our aid when the quarry got flooded and we hit dire times? Those same towns who assisted us when the Orc tribes raided us, killing our men and stealing our women and children, doing God's know what to them? Or possibly you mean the towns who who knew about and are involved in the human trafficking and use our town as a hub. And at this, she gives the, the sheriff a, a just a real evil, flatlined stare. She knows his business from the past, and even though he's tried to keep it in check, it's been something that might've been
2: going on in his past.
0: Doesn't anybody have any idea what we can do?
2: Well, frankly, I'm a little surprised. Well, actually, no, I'm not surprised. But I think the gold is a distraction from what Eteperax is actually after. He is actually after the books. Um, I would suspect that the books are in the auction. Um, Hunkley did have a number of rare tomes.
0: But do you really think that that is all he is after? I mean, if he wants not just the books, but the gold, it almost sounds like an ultimatum that could never be met.
2: The the gold you mean or the books? Both. The books? I mean at I any don't...
0: time he could have flown over to Hunkley's Manor after the old man had died. Could have got whatever he wanted. I saw the inventory of the stuff that you put together for the auction. What use does a dragon have for money?
2: They are incarnations of greed. So they Aside they from that, you should know that it.
0: they could transform into a human form. They have the ability to speak, to use magic. One could only surmise that they know how to read. At this, you see little Bassie kind of get in the middle, and she says, like I said a little while ago, why don't we just kill the thing? I mean, we, we don't think he's really as powerful
2: as he believes he's to be. I do believe uh, I have made some observations when he made his demands that suggests it was as much show as it was him actually making the demands.
0: Madam, if I may be of some insight to this. And you see Heinrich kind of speak up from the sideline and everybody grows quiet as they look at him and he says, I was there when the dragon made its demand. But whatever put together this illusion or its list of demands, we have to admit it is something very powerful. I don't doubt that if anybody were to know the name of Teparax, then it would most likely be a dragonborn, or dragonkind. And we should prepare to do battle with the dragon itself.
2: (coughs) I would certainly agree with that.
0: I think Dempsey's thinking back to Drosk, and he's just like, a bully's always a bully, no matter what it looks like or what it kind is. Maybe you won the bo- the battle today, but we can't let it win the war. If we let it win, it'll win forever. We gotta take the battle to him, or
3: whatever this thing is. Heinrich, are you suggesting that the town take up arms against this, this evil dragon?
0: I would think that that would be the most prudent... The Baroness and I Vigo Bay back very, very far in the, in the past. We've had talks about the town. We are both from Belheim. The dragon that did what it did so many centuries ago. And Tula was the one who took out a Tepparax, as well as Can- the rest of the dragons. Can't... Uh,
2: uh, sorry. Please...
0: Okay. Keep interrupting me. Your last name is Belheim. Go ahead. What do you want to say?
2: I was actually trying Go to remember. Go ahead, say something. I was actually trying to remember. Not trying to interrupt him. Trying to interrupt the DM. Um, <laughs> do I remember if there was like something specific that Tula had used to take down a Temorax way back when? Why
0: don't you make a history check
2: on that? I will gladly do so.
0: I was wondering about that. Like, What, what do we actually know about these, this thing?
2: Yeah, uh, that's actually pretty awesome. That is a 21 total.
0: You know that she did have specific weapons. You know that she led her, her slayers to go and annihilate all the dragons in the dragon fen. But she had a particular weapon known as Worm Smite. It, it was just just an amazing item. And that's really all you know about her as far as some of the weapons that she may have known. Of course, a lot of stuff that, that you've learned because she was before your time as well. hmm So a lot of it is rumor, hearsay, stories passed down. Um, but that that's open to interpretation.
2: Okay. I, and I look at... Uh, the Baroness and and Heinrich at this point and ask them. So, uh, I do know that uh, Tula did have a number of specific tools, weapons to go after Teveraxe and other dragons. Uh, Baroness, do you have no idea where these are?
0: I have a very good idea where these items are at. Um, She was buried in a crypt of her own, and I do believe that they are probably within her crypt.
2: And where is her crypt? I'm actually sorry I had not asked this sooner. I should have paid my respects.
0: Well, according to what Atebarax had wanted, he wanted to, you to report to the garrison of Saint Kyriexis, which is on the Easter Flake of the Dragon Fen. However, the Cryptotool of Belhame, the famous Dragon Slayer, is to the northeast, just north of the garrison itself. It would probably take you about a day, little over a day, to go there. And then from there, you could just journey straight south to get to the garrison.
2: I look at Dempsey and Tommy and Paladir and kind of, like, quirk an eyebrow. And? Any thoughts? Uh, I
3: I have some concerns that if it's just the four of us taking this dragon, that, that we have enough strength to, to slay such an evil beast. Uh, Baroness, uh, do, do you plan to perhaps gather a small militia to aid in the efforts to dispatch a Tepperax? The town of Belheim is a very
0: peaceful town i don't have an army which is why we were always overran and i can't offer money with no monetary reward would be would be sufficient to lure you into undertaking such a deadly mission however i would ask if you would slay this dragon for belheim And if you succeed, I'll raise each of you to the rank of Knight of Taldor and little Belhame and its inhabitants. would be most grateful if you were to help us. Otherwise, we would be lost if you would not prevail. What say you, Valadir? You want to go find that amazing song you've been looking for?
1: Nah, plus... You should name Town Hall after us as well, you know. I think that'd be good exchange. They're gonna have to rebuild
0: it anyways, you know? You just put a new plaque, it's good. See, he knows exactly what <laughs> I talk about. <laughs> I know that you would joke about all the things that, that you would like to have done with Elheim and, and even if the town were to be razed to the ground, the town could be rebuilt. It's the people, they've got nowhere else to go and if the threats of this dragon are to be believed and I have every reason to believe so then nobody can leave Belheim without being annihilated he gave us the ultimatum that nobody can leave the town and survive the only people that can go would be the people delivering the ransom to him so where else are we going to go I mean technically you are all part of the town at this point so neither of agreed. you can leave either way. So it is in everybody's best benefits and you could either win all the way or lose all the way. If the spies were to see you leaving the town, they would only think that because the direction that you're going in that you have what he asked for. That's the same direction as Tula's Crypt.
2: Yes, agreed. I think that the best thing is, is for my companions and I to make for Tula's crypt uh, as quickly as we can. And then see if we can find the tools that she used back in her day.
0: Well, I like this little idea of all of you. This is the greatest thing. But I got to tell you, though, you're probably going to require this. And you see little Bassie produces this large brass key. If you wanted to empty the crypt properly, then you're going to be needing this. Otherwise it'd probably take you about a week or two to get into the thing.
2: I'm looking at her very suspicious now. It's oh, like, why is this? she... Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, that is a 14 on an insight.
0: It seems like she probably would have it because she is in charge of the town's finances okay so everything all the welfare that goes through the town she's the one that's most pervy to it in fact you could probably surmise that everybody that's gathered in this room has a vested interest in the the revenue of the town and they know what it's worth and they they know everything hmm like the individual who has that regal uh demeanor about her you could tell she's a priestess of Abadar and Abadar is a god of wealth and merchants so and you got the sheriff and you have Bacchus and you've got Swirlo Greyhands so you get the feeling that that all these people are prominent I mean, I like the sound of uh, getting raised up to a knighthood. That's like lower level nobility. That's nice. I mean, so, coming from the streets like Dempsey, he's got nothing. So that's, you know, he he was catches himself he, in the mirror and he's like, uh, uh, college man, will you be taken to key in making this I will, happen?
2: I will reach out to her and, and uh, hold my hand out for it.
0: And as she puts it in your hand. She holds onto her end and looks up at you in the eyes and says you should beware of Tula's crypt there's no light in there at all and that the crypt is, seems to have a rumor have fallen under a dark influence that people oh. believe might possibly be her late husband Arturic who went mad shortly after her death <laughs> Oh, do I know she what's the key go
2: Why would it be any different other than that They never hide
0: these things in like a Dunkin Donuts like... <laughs> No, they hide them in the back of a Bob's Big Boy In the there walk-in freezer Crossover <laughs> event Alright, how, how are we going? Do you want to get horses? You said it's a day of travel It'd be nice to just uh, coop up inside of a caravan if we can And uh, get a little rest Between a day and a day and a half to get there
3: I don't know about you guys, but I I could use a little bit of a rest myself. I, I took a few shots from that dragon at the auction. Went to meet unless, dragon. Um, unless you all want to you know, survive this next encounter. I need some rest. It's Fairness. almost mechanically we could use a little bit of a refresher. Fairness. Will Are you, you mocking me in my voice there Dempsey? I might be sorry, I'll be better.
2: Baroness, would you object to having some horses and some travel supplies gathered for us while we uh, refresh ourselves before we leave?
0: You see Dadajian comes up to you and says, My horses at the stable are y'all. I can call. Take whatever you need. Take a wagon to it. Looks like somebody recently already took it and did some things with it. I don't know. There's some scratches in the back of it. It looked like somebody was trying to tote around some big chest. I don't know what the fuck that was about, though. Who would do that? Blasted credence. Did we leave money with the thing? He should be happy. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I yeah, cannot We, left. we left I cannot people. tell a lie. It wasn't us.
2: <laughs> it Which wasn't soothes not, not my us. aching back. <laughs> so um, you
0: guys make it back to where you guys want to take your rest where you guys want to do your thing
2: i think going back to the end taking uh as part of a short uh of at least a short rest taking a few and um like having a planning session in, in one of our rooms
0: okay right now it's probably about six o'clock at night
2: mm-hmm.
0: between after everything that went down at the auction to you guys mm-hmm. leaving going back to the debbie manor Six six thirty okay. somewhere in there, and okay. the timetable that we're on the dragon said what time it has to be? is in it like 48 hours? Forty hour, eight. So we could take a long rest and leave first thing in the morning. Yeah, you could get there kind of
3: towards the end of the day on the morrow. We we should not be traveling during the evening hours. Who who knows what we're to encounter? And we need our full strength to for this next encounter. I vote for a long rest,
2: friends. I agree. Yes. Better to we leave can, fully yeah. rested. We can leave before um, uh, the dawn tomorrow.
0: Just spend the rest of the night, kind of like making sure everything's squared away and getting something to eat, saying our goodbyes. Be ready mm-hmm. dawn. Okay, so you guys make it back to the Wise Piper Inn. Get there by say six fifteen. Get in the room, cop some Z's, wake up six in the morning, and you start writing out. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Tell me what do time that. you want to leave.
2: So. Yeah, if we only need the eight hours, I'm thinking leaving before dawn, like three uh, thirty or four o'clock, would be more prudent. Okay.
0: Any objections? No, we can do it. No. None. Okay. All in motion. Be there by lunch. <laughs> So as you guys leave the Wise Piper Inn, say 3.30 in the morning, you see that the streets are a bustle of traffic. Nobody's sleeping. Everybody's packing. You see people are putting shit in the back of wagons, strapping things to the back of donkeys, just trying to figure out any way to get their important personal stuff and get out of Belhame, literally get out of Belhame. You hear talking, you know, people are worried whether or not the dragon's threat is real. They think maybe the road to the north might be safe. The road to the south might be safe. The road going east, out of town, past Hunkleys Manor, Debbie Matter, and everything might, you know, into the dragon fen, might be safe. People don't know what they're doing at this point. But you just hear them murmuring back and forth as you guys mount the, the two horses. And you guys have a wagon? So, you guys taking a wagon? We want to take yeah. a wagon. Yeah. Yep. okay so you got two horses in the wagon you guys load onto the wagon and start moving through town and like I said everybody's candles are burning bright in every one of the the houses of people that weren't roasted alive back during the auction you start leaving Belheim you go past Hunkley Manor you go past Devi Manor you start keep going you guys pass the old quarry where you guys fought the Kabuls, seems like ages ago and you keep going eventually the hustle and bustle fades away you don't hear anything you start getting familiar with the sounds of nature it almost sounds just peaceful keep on moving I would like for everybody to make a perception check at this time Validir. non-natural 20 okay tell me uh 13 Dempsey 17.
2: Warren. 14. 14. Yeah.
0: Dempsey, you and Validir riding up front you got Warren and Father Tell me in the back discussing politics. But as you two are riding up front, you guys notice off in the tree line, occasionally you see something fly by. And as you look at it, you notice it's one of those griots, like what you fought back at the auction house. flame drake thing no no the like the humanist looking things the with the leathery wings and the the glass looking weapon and you see it's it's flying and kind of marking time with you sees the direction you're going it kind of veers off and dives back into the into the tree line a few moments later you see another one fly up on the opposite side watching you guys and then it dives back into the tree line you guys go for a few more miles you see another one fly up look at you guys fly back into the tree line. Basically, you get the idea that this thing, these things are are marking you to make sure that you're heading in the, in the direction that a Teporex told you to go in. That you're not fleeing town, that you have a purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dempsey,
1: I get feeling we're not alone here.
0: I think they wanna make sure that we're gonna be bringing in this money. Mm. At least that's what they think. I can't make count
1: if it's same one or multiple that are following us.
0: I think it's a couple. He's got mul- uh, he's got a lot of uh, soldiers with him. I just hope nobody leaves the town. These people will be dead. So you guys Great. keep following this trail, and you start veering towards the northeast, and you start following Iskander Creek. And you follow it. It starts getting a little darker as the day starts wearing on, the shadows grow a little longer. It's not dark outside though,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you see that the the flora and fauna begin to change to that of more of a of a moisture climate. You hear more frogs, see more mosquitoes, start to see low lying fog along the ground, and eventually the road kind of opens up and it's just a large wide field you see Iskander Creek keep knifing its way northeast but it's this field that you're looking at and you see low mounds and you see a large skeletal remains of a long long demised dragon it just it's huge it takes up almost the entire field you see it's mouth, its head slightly askew with its mouth open. You see fog kind of growing, going around it, and it looks like it's facing a mound. And in that mound, you see a door. You think this is one of the ones that the the lady killed?
1: Mm.
2: Quite possible. My cousin was a prolific uh, dragon slayer. Um, do I happen, uh, taking a moment to kind of, like, observe this dragon, like, maybe the, the nuances of, like, uh, the, it, its skull and, like, um, any formations and stuff and its size, can I tell what, uh, like, what kind of dragon this was?
0: Now, from your distance, you're probably about 150 feet away from it. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's it's huge. You figure that the field itself is probably about 300 feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And it's taking up a good third of it, half of its body laying in Iskander Creek, mm-hmm. the other half up on the land. Mm-hmm. But it's monstrous. It probably, maybe, maybe black, maybe okay. green, something big.
2: Okay curious. Well, let's see. We've got this uh, doorway here. Are there any now
0: From your distance to the doorway you're still like 150 feet. Okay. This would be a proper uh, burial place for your cousin then.
2: Possibly. I would have expected something a little more grandiose, but uh,
0: Never know what these things look like underneath.
2: Agreed. Let's uh, cautiously approach. Keeping an eye out.
0: Are we able to bring the wagon up to it? I'm assuming D- Dempsey's up there with the pushing the horse along with the little uh tassels or whatever. Yeah, and at this point, the entire ground has gotten to the point where moisture has become a problem, where even the, mm-hmm. the horses are starting to have some trouble, and the wheels are no longer turning, they're yeah. more like dragging like skids. There's no purchase for the wheels to grab at this point because of the weight okay. of the wagon, as well as just this soft-ass earth that basically is enveloping the whole area you know you see as as you're trying to whip the horse and they're they're trying to prance up you see it you see them like kicking up billows of the of the low-lying fog and it kind of settles back down and stuff and it, it's getting to the point where it's it's more of an effort to try to get the horses to close he just difference. pulls out a whip and he's like "Stop slacking! No, roll damage yeah. <laughs> he's like I think we need to tie these animals up. The horse up.
3: rears up.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, uh, you you guys know that, uh, you know, we're being watched. I think we've all seen these flying beasts, and they appear to be f- tracking us, so to speak.
0: Actually, you haven't seen them in a while. So you forget what I just a, said. I, I don't seen know what I'm them in a couple of about. hours, Father. <laughs> Tell me. Let's, Pay
2: attention. Wake up. Drink the Metamussle. <laughs> Let's be a little more quiet. Let's make sure the horses and the wagon are secure. Maybe just a short uh, bit off the road, if there's a safe spot here, yeah, and then we agreed. can get to the door.
0: Yeah. And as you guys start crossing the field, the the scope of this of the skeletal remains of this dragon is just awe-inspiring. You see that it's it's much bigger than you thought it was from the distance and you see its snout is maybe 15 feet from that mound where the door's at, almost as though that's right where it died. And oh my. It's most likely where they they put Tula's crypt. You know, it's like an homage to this, this slayed dragon. So the skull and stuff, what we're seeing, that's bigger than what we saw from the illusion back in town. It's much bigger. Yeah, what you saw in town was maybe a third maybe a quarter the size of what this thing is i mean this thing's huge as you continue to get closer you start closing halfway across the field you see that there's a large portion of its skull missing like in the middle as though something might have Mm -hmm. gone through from underneath or from above and that's most likely what brought this this beast to a demise I think that makes uh dempsey feel better because he's like you know if they were able to take down this gigantic dragon with whatever it is we're going to find it's like well this is bigger than that one obviously smaller has got to be easier right so tell it me what mine. you want to do at, at your point you who's got Bassie's key uh i do okay. okay so tell me what you guys are going to do at this at this point you guys left the horses behind mm-hmm. see the beautiful dead dragon
2: yeah yeah, uh, inspecting this door uh, probably from like a good 10 feet away. First okay. off, um, trying to determine if this is the door to the crypt, and uh, you're seeing if there's any like markings of it uh, to show that it did belong to, it does belong to Tula. And then um, looking for the keyhole that would this key would work for.
0: And there is a keyhole, and as you're looking at the door, you hear a slithering from inside the maw of this dragon, which is right behind you. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to take this and just start rolling initiative right now.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't see this one coming. Valadeer. 14. Tommy.
0: Uh, 15. Dempsey. 16. Warren. Twelve. 12. Tell me, what's your dex bonus? Uh, Plus two. Okay. Give me one moment. That's not to mean anything. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) should should have done that, but... Warren, as you start looking at this door, you hear this slurping, slushing sound as you see this disgusting-looking mound of multiple mouths actually start to ooze its way out of the crevice of this demise skeletal remains of this dragon and you feel these two tentaculous appendages lash out at you. That one's going to miss. That one will miss as well. Where are the rest of you guys at? Are you guys close by? Where's everybody at on this? I assume
1: we're all by the door. I mean, walking up towards like behind Warren at least two
3: three four five
0: six Six. Dempsey you Mm -hmm. see this this stream of spittle launch out of this mound as well I think that's probably going to miss 15 to hit nope can I repost not from that distance
2: because this is actually okay
0: yeah, because you figure it's a stream of mm. this acidic spittle come at you. And as the four of you turn, you see this, this just mound of eyes and teeth come slithering out. It's probably about five feet high, and it just kind of oozes around. And you see the ground around it. Kind of getting moist and mushy, Dempsey. What would you like to do? You're probably about ten feet away from it. He holds up his shield, and it's still like sizzling with the acid. And he's like, "Mr. Magic, what the hell is this thing?" And um, <laughs>
1: he's gonna
0: <laughs> circle around to um to get close to this thing so he can take a hit. <laughs> so you're can getting have close to it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna okay. walk close the ten feet and attack. And as you get close to it you notice that the ground around your feet is just extremely soft and it becomes difficult terrain for you being okay. close to it go ahead oh hard 20 son All right now <laughs> Good job. This shit up. now what are you using Ooh, that's a natty 18 playboy what is it you're using uh my fist okay yeah so that's gonna be a uh 23 to hit so is that crit nope you need to crit son of a bitch but right in to get that dice at roll the hard 20 podcast at gmail.com that's right <laughs> take the hard 20 so that's gonna be eight points of damage eight points gonna go with the second attack so uh he just kicks it Ooh, 17 on the dice i'm hot tonight so 22 that's going to hit. Um, I'm going to turn that into a precision attack. So that's going to be 10 points of damage on the second. All Just right. kicks this thing. Boom. And your foot kind of goes. As it kind of squeezes into it and pushes back out. Yeah, Tommy. You see Dempsey go up. And actually, just start trying to mono mono with this this disgusting thing of, of teeth and eyes. It looks like somebody took a shit and put Mr. Potato Head eyes and mouths all
3: around it. That sounds real appetizing. What are you gonna do, Father? Looks like somebody didn't want it. Um, is is this um, the door's open now, right? No, it's not. Nope. this thing just appeared out of thin air nope it was hiding in the mouth of the dragon ah. in the skull of the dragon okay so he's somebody to get close to the door so he's behind us now
0: yes this creature's and, behind De- us and dempsey is behind it i'm imagining because you said you went up and you mm-hmm. did you go around it you said yeah he moved over to where it's another guy i want to approach there wouldn't be as we know within five feet is kind of
3: dangerous are, are we all within five feet of this creature at this point? No, you this guys are probably within 10 feet, 12 feet of it.
0: Okay. But Dempsey uh, is like
3: right next to it. Okay. I'm going to take a move action and come within five feet of uh, Shitty Potato Head. Okay. And I'm going to cast Word of Radiance.
2: Word?
3: That'll be a three. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Against a three? What? Three damage, three damage. Oh, you have to roll 13. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Yeah, okay. So you need to be 13 or higher. Okay, wisdom? Yep. 16. That's some pretty smart shit. It's 15 on
0: die. He ain't very smart though. Okay, that fails. Uh, I will complete my turn. I'm done. Who's next, Valadier? Valadier.
2: Oh wait, Valadeer.
0: I think uh, Warren goes. No, Warren's last.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: Valadier. Can Valadier roll a history to see if he recalls any songs mentioned of mud monsters? Sure. Eighteen.
0: Eighteen. You know this is not a mud monster, but you've heard tales of the gibbering mouth there. Uh, making his way into your ear they like to use them as the backup singers
2: i'm going to imagine the, so the, we're the to shit trade golem him. from uh, dogma remember <laughs> oh god
1: all right Balladeer is going to move up and attack with his scimitar first attack 8 or sorry 9 to hit miss See, the second one will hit a 19 to hit that'll hit for seven points of slashing damage seven
0: points, all right. it looks like it hit it but it didn't seem to have the effect that you were hoping for by doing that warren or did you want to do anything else velader no Ward. Well,
2: I'm just gonna like sidestep to the side a little bit so that I have a clean shot at it and I'm going to uh, uh, pull up my rapier, kind of fling it in the air and throw a bolt of force off of it. Alright. Um, so that is 21 to hit. That will hit. That is crap for damage. That's seven points of force damage and an additional, additional two points of fire damage.
0: Warren, you've done a lot of damage this thing. I don't like that.
2: I'm also like 10 or 15 feet away from it. What is his reach on
0: this thing? It's going to eat Dempsey. Well, mm-hmm. I can't get you with the mouth, but it does have Dempsey right next to him. All right. That dice is going to go in the trash. Next mouth. I got one, two, three for Tomy, four, five, six for Valadier. Tomy. Tomy don't know me. I don't think that's going to
3: hit. Tommy, don't play that. Yeah, it's a swing and a miss. Okay.
0: Then it will use its spittle at you, Warren. Come on, fucko, you were rolling 20s all night.
2: Is it using a ranged attack while it's in melee? It is. So then it has disadvantage. Why would it have disadvantage? Because ranged attacks, when you have an opponent in melee, have disadvantage as a general rule.
0: Okay, but this thing cannot be flanked.
2: I mean, it's your call. Roll your d20 against mine. Uh, oh, Oh, okay.
0: Thirteen on my die. Uh,
2: that is an eight.
0: An eight. Okay, so he can do that. So he hits you with this spittle. The spittle. What? Uh,
2: what did he Spitalani. roll to attack? <laughs> uh,
0: Sixteen on the die plus six. Oh. Twenty-two. Okay. Yes. So you take one point of damage. And you're blinded for three Ooh. rounds until you make a con save on your turn. No bueno. And then, as a free action, boo, 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 it shouts this cacophony of maddening sound, and <laughs> I need for everybody to make a con save.
2: Hey, fuck yeah!
0: Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah. Dempsey, that's a 24. Playboy, another hard 20. Good deal, Heinrich.
2: I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Where the hell did you come from? Is he there? Tommy, 17.
0: 17. Valadier, six. Warren, a 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Valadier, you're the only one that is stunned. You'll need to make a con save to end that all right Dempsey does it look like anything we've done have hurt this thing you know I punched it I know he hit it with a sword it didn't seem like it did anything and then Warren did his magic like what can I tell what looks like it's hurting this it thing more look like what Warren did did some damage what you did may have done damage and what Valadier did was very didn't minimal <laughs> yeah I wish I had other damage types, but I don't. So I'm just gonna keep going with my normal attacks. Um, okay, so uh, 19. That will hit. Ooh, no, that's gonna be uh, six points of damage. And then uh, 12. No, I'm sorry, my friend. So swinging a miss. Swinging a miss. Got anything else you wanna do? Wanna walk just, away? Try to get away just from him. Look it? pretty. Now he's gonna stay. You know keeping this thing busy trying to
3: tell me so is this all of our attacks so far have been of bludgeoning type it seems minus no Valadeers. they were
0: slashing one of them was slashing one of them was magic one of them was bludgeoning
3: okay and the bludgeoning doesn't seem to be doing anything it seemed to be doing more than slashing did uh, but we don't know if it's taking any damage at this point It looks like it's
0: getting rocked a little, but definitely Warren was the one that was doing the most damage to it.
3: Okay, um, I'm going to uh, cast my Ward of Radiance cantrip again. So roll 13 wisdom or higher, and then I'll roll damage. Suspense. 10. Suspense. Okay, so you failed, and you will take three points of radiant damage. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Validator.
1: Gotta make that con save. Ooh, not looking pretty.
0: Nine. Nine.
1: Negative. Nine.
0: You remain stunned. Warren.
2: Uh, I'm gonna take a second. I will use May action to pass prestidigitation to try to get all this goof off of me as I'm going to go ahead and just make my saving throw. Because I am not going to be firing off Magic Bolt 12 line. Um, did you say it was a constitution saving throw? Yes, it is. Uh, that is a 17. That is a fail. A fail? That is a
0: fail, yes. Okay. Two more rounds. Did you want to move? Do anything?
2: Uh, I mean, I can't really see what's around me. Um, I will try to move, like, five feet away from the sounds that that thing is making. Okay. And that's it.
0: Okay. Dempsey. Mm. You are the lucky one again. First. T- horrible fucking dice. I, mean, I was gonna say these dice. I'm gonna use these dice till the end of the AP. Fuck that. Because they're in the <laughs> trash, baby. Yeah. Tommy, It goes to attack you. Oh, 18 on the die. Thank god. This was gonna hurt, babe. As these teeth clenched down on you. For 15 points of damage, jeez, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Huh. Come on, big money. What the fuck is this thing? 14. 14. You managed to not be knocked down prone, but you are in its one of its mouths at this time. With its free action, it's going to spit at you, Dempsey. 18 that meets okay and i'm going to need you to make that con save also if you take one point of damage <laughs> uh 21 yes okay so you feel it zap you in the face and just the pain of this stream pissing in your face is enough to make you disgusted as it narrowly misses your eyes it begins to slowly rock back and forth sing it with me yeah you blind motherfuckers sing it dempsey so uh okay this is where uh, i need ryan if you're blind does that just mean you have disadvantage on every attack
2: yes and it means that it also has advantage on you so
0: if i take the help action you get advantage so you could just attack normally
2: uh in theory i'd have to double check the exact wording of the help action
0: gm if i'm back there like right here hit no, this not- go for the sound of my voice he's right here Fuck make the up. make the attack with disadvantage well i wouldn't be attacking my he's whole action yelling. would be just saying like right here right here i know so i'm i'm helping him yeah you're helping him roll at a disadvantage thank you don't worry dempsey it's gonna be dempsey demp can't see pretty soon keep going <laughs> face
3: <laughs>
2: that's awesome
0: thank you i'm here for the next 20 minutes
2: <laughs> anyway um who's next you me oh wait okay
0: no who oh he's Tim giving C it to you through. okay got it, got it got it got it okay from the tree line oh shit you see this bolt of fire come out. It's Heinrich. And strike this entity for nine points of damage. Warren, make a history check. Actually, don't because you're fucking blind.
2: I was going to say
0: <laughs> that's part of my help. And I'm like, there's somebody with shooting some shit, man.
3: There's Tomy. fire. Tomy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, he's got me in his maw, right? That's correct. Um, I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. Touch, nice. touch oh. spell. Okay,
0: you need to uh, break out of its mouth too. You're grappled by this thing.
3: Well, you didn't say I was grappled. <laughs>
0: oh. I'm sorry, Jeez, you're in it, man, your details, bro. No, I'm sorry, man. that's my, oh, oh bro, you broke the
3: gerbinary. Okay, um, I'm going to try to break. break my tea. All right, I'm going to try to break the grapple as a strength, right? Yes. <laughs> it rolled on to 20, and then the dice went, loop over to two. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you are still in his <laughs> still... mouth at that... this point. I'm going to weep a little bit, Valid is part of my action.
1: Oh, wait till
3: you really no. start weeping. Papa, hammer bang, do not weep.
1: Looking at the wrong direction. <laughs> Come on. Rolling trash.
0: Five. So you're still stunned at this point. Damn. Warren.
2: I mean, do I have the benefit of the help action from Dempsey or not? Yes, you do. Okay. On your if turn, that's... you
0: have it. You got to roll it with disadvantage, though.
2: So then I don't have the help action.
0: Well, what is being blinded?
2: So being blinded means... Hang on a second. Yeah,
0: I got it right here. Attack rolls give this creature have advantage. And creatures attacking rolls have disadvantage. Yeah, then you wouldn't have it then. Yeah. Because otherwise otherwise it doesn't constitute you being blinded. And that's the condition. So I understand where he was going with it though. I would have given you disadvantage. But it's still disadvantage even being blinded. So no.
2: Okay, Uh, I'm not firing off magic shots while I'm blinded. So I'm going to attempt to again throw off this blind. Okay. Uh, And that was less than the 17 that I rolled last time. Okay. Well, you have
0: one more round
2: after that. And um, I will stay where I am, but I'm trying to be very um, still. I'm I'm trying to make I'm trying not to make a lot of noise myself, both to either a not draw attention to myself, but also trying to get a better sense of my surroundings.
0: Okay. Tommy, you take three points of bite damage and one point of constitution damage. Damn! And you are slowly being brought closer to the mound's mouth, like like being absorbed into this mouth, into the, the mound itself.
3: So three points of bite damage.
0: Three points of bite damage. One point of constitution damage.
3: And what's the con mean? That my con uh, drops down by
0: one point. By one. So okay. Uh, that's
3: what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks with for its, that. With
0: its other mouth, Validir, you're right next to it. You're stunned. I believe that gives him advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Oh, the hard 20 on the <laughs> second roll. How many mouths does this thing have? It's got four, but it can only attack with two at a time. It's a mouther, man. It's like uh, one of those ladies you see at a convention. You know right. what I mean? She's working hard for the money, baby. I'm gonna make for- this thing airtight. 21 points of damage. Damn. And you need to make a strength save as well. All right, you want me to roll the strength right now? Yeah, make it right now. All right, 20. Come on. Ooh, non-natural 20. Yeah, <sighs> you break this mouth. Ugh, keep it still held into it, but you keep from being thrown down to the ground dempsey all right i'm still uh dempsey still trying to be helpy, helperton so he's gonna cross he's gonna circle around to where uh tomi is and he just like puts his leg on this thing and he grabs onto tomi's body and he's gonna do the same thing help action so okay if you're trying to break that grapple he's gonna give you disadvantage or advantage on this time do you want to do your strength to try and break him out on this turn
2: i, I think mean, otherwise what are you him doing him.
0: i think I mean, it's a better percentage to give him advantage Okay, so you're just going to go over and hold its mouth. Yeah, because if we're not doing any damage, we need to just clear the way for the the magic people to fuck this thing up. Okay. Warren, you feel a hand touch you on the shoulder. A little hand. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you. And he pulls your mouth open. he dumps this garbage into your mouth. And your eyes begin to clear up, and you blink, and you look right into the face of Heinrich. That guy's a
3: ringer, man.
0: <laughs> and we'll see you next session. Hey, hey, fucking Heinrich. Hey. Hey. He's everywhere you want to be. Yeah, including in that gibberin' mountain. Ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Heart 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Heart 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at rollthehard 20 Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at rollthehard 20 podcastcom where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally... Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.